Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rulure Magazine Tech Podcast. I am your host, Dan Cavallari. I am joining you, as always, from my garage here in Colorado. And, you know, my garage is, is my happy place. It's, uh, it's full of my, my toys, and it's also my office. Uh, and so all day long as I'm sitting here typing away, uh, I get to look at, stare at my bikes longingly, wishing I was out riding. Uh, and today I'm looking around my garage, and what, what's impactful to me at the moment is that in just the last several years, 3D printing has pretty much affected every single bike and product that's in my garage from prototyping to actual products now that are coming out uh, in 3D printed for the masses, not just as Halo products. I'm looking, for example, at uh, Mythos has a new 3D printed stem, which is really weird looking. It's, you can see right through it. It's such a weird looking stem. Uh, I have a, a 3D printed saddle from, from Specialized. And it's, it's interesting to, to me to see the progression of how 3D printing has started to become used not just for prototyping anymore but now for actual products we started to see that a little bit at the at the top level in the grand tours uh you know with pro riders and now we're starting to see those things land in our very garages on our very bikes and one of the things that is on the horizon that I, you know it's funny i never thought of this as a possibility but it makes perfect sense is 3d printed chamois uh, and that seems to me now that I'm thinking about it and now that I'm sitting here staring at my 3D printed saddle, it makes perfect sense that chamois should be the next application. And one of the brands that is pioneering that is uh, Elastic Interface. And if you're not familiar with that company, uh, you should be. And maybe go look inside your chamois in some of your shorts because you might find their products already in your shorts. Uh, but I have on the line, all the way from Treviso in Italy, uh, Irina Lucarelli, who's the communication specialist and the social responsibility manager, I guess we could call her. They have very weird long titles. Hello, Irina. Hi, everyone. Hi. Uh, it's nice to be here. And I also have, uh, sitting right next to you, conveniently enough, is uh, Luca Conti, who is the senior product management director for Elastic Interface. Luca, how are you? Fine, thank you. Hello, everybody. Thanks, uh, thanks for spending some time today. And, and lurking in the background, just in case there are some, some translation problems, is Tim Jackson, uh, who is, uh, uh, works with Elastic Interface and basically provides smiling faces and the occasional translation. How are you, Tim? I'm good, thank you. 
Tim's not in Italy. Tim's in uh, California, so he's looking very tan and and, uh, and you know <laughs> ready to go to the beach. Uh, it's sunny. So, yeah, it's well, it's it's chilly here today for a change, which is nice. Um, okay, well, let's start with just the basics. And Luca and Inarena, I will let you decide who can answer what. But uh, let's start with the basics. Tell me a little bit about Elastic Interface. Uh, what Elastic Interface does, how long it's been around, and where people might find those products. This year is 20 years old of Elastic Interface uh, brand and company, so it's uh, an important uh, year for the company. And we work more or less with uh, all the most important brands all around the world. And probably it's much easier to say the brands we are not working for than the brands <laughs> we are cooperating yeah. or, or with. We have a, a strong partnership. So from the ASOS uh, to Gore to Rafa to many others, uh, Scott uh, specialized, uh, of course, uh, Trek, uh, uh, Giro, and many, many others, uh, also uh-huh. European uh, and also Italian brands. So really, really a huge number of partners. We used okay. to call them partners. They are not simply customers because we many of them we have a very strong and long-term relationship we have developed their products since many years uh, and we have grown with them uh, together with them so they are really partners not simply customers so it's it's very likely that most of you listening have sat on an elastic interface product at some point um, luca do do does elastic interface make its own bibs or is it just the pads we we produce just uh, the the pads Okay. So we just make the the interface, the elastic padding that goes inside uh, a bib. So you do pretty much the Intel chip of bike shorts. The <laughs> I like that exactly. The Intel chip exactly. of bike shorts. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and and I was going to say, I mean, that's kind of the hard part of bib construction is is getting a pad that really uh, works well because that's the the first thing that people are going to notice before they notice anything else: the compression, the fit. It's the pad that's the key. So it makes sense that you specialize very... Uh, uh, the most important part is yes. the key part. Yeah. If the yeah. pad is not working or uh, simply if it's uh, wrongly positioned inside a, a super cool beep short, this beep short doesn't work. Yeah, without the chamois, you're just wearing tight pants and that's weird. Let's <laughs> talk a little bit about chamois construction. Now, from having conversations uh, in the past with, with other chamois uh, companies and with Elastic Interface, uh, I've spoken with uh, Irena before, um, We've learned that uh, a lot of chamois construction comes down to layering. Um, what? Tell me a little bit about why uh, we layer our, our chamois and, and talk about construction in general. What What am I missing about how complex chamois construction is? Yeah, the, the construction methods are quite uh, structured, I have to say. So we have different kind of technologies in this moment uh, inside of the group, not only by the the elastic interface uh, and we have different kind of methods uh, to to realize uh, to realize the pads so we have the possibility to to use the thermal molding technology and uh, in this case we play we work with different layers of foams uh, and uh, inserts uh, creating different kind of shapes uh, obtained by the thermal process uh, uh, the thermal welding process on the other side, we have the possibility to realize uh, paddings with the stitching technologies. And uh, in that case, uh, the, 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 the final product has a different shape, a different design, uh, but the same functionality. 
And for many brands, it's uh, more or less a choice uh, to stay if uh, a more traditional construction, the stitching technology or the thermal molding uh, technology. Yeah. What's make it like a little bit more complex is, for example, the position that the cyclist uh, keep, keeps on the saddle. So what we do is play with, with the, let's say, foam inserts to provide more protection for, let's say, for road chamois or for MTB, and we place it in different um, areas, on, more on the front for a road uh, chamois and more on, on the back for an, for an MTB chamois. Mm -hmm. Then we have gravel as well, so we provide, a, let's say, a proper protection and breathability for a gravel cyclist. So um, this kind of, uh, of complexity, but also the anatomicity of the of the shen itself. The design is um, it's specific a for... It's a functional design and exactly. a specific design for each for each category. Mm -hmm. Gravel, for example, is a, is a specific design for riders that needs a lot of freedom movement, that have transitional saddles between reed, road and gravel. They need a much higher breathability than uh, uh, others riders mm -hmm. because sometimes they have a baggy over the deep short. Uh, they stay many, many times more more hours on saddles, so they need different supports uh, and materials that dry faster than the standard materials. Uh, so we have uh, different kind of features uh, combined for different kind of customers at the end. Mm -hmm. There's there's actually kind of a science to this, and, it, and I imagine it. It relies a lot on data that you've collected, and you know this is not a matter of taking the kitchen sponge and throwing it in a pair of chamois and calling it good. I mean, this is really engineered to to uh, accommodate different types of riders. Luca, just really briefly uh, before, because we're going to talk a little bit about a new construction method in a moment with 3D printing, but I want to get a basic sense of what thermal molding is. Can you just give us a brief description of that? Yeah, the thermal molding is a method of construction where we. Um, First, make uh, um, a construction of the uh, upper part so of the cover. So we make lamination between fabric and foam. Uh, more or less, all the foams used for the cover are uh, perforated, so to improve the air permeability and to have a quicker dry uh, feature of the of the padding itself. And then this cover is uh, assembled uh, in a proper mold that uh, could be a three-dimensional mode or two-dimensional mode and using the heat we uh, uh, couple together the, the insert so the, the seat area where there is the protection of the uh, of the pressure point together with the with the cover uh, foam and fabric is the heat process that creates the shape and make the full product gotcha. So, so when we talk about the N3X, which is your new uh, 3D printed chamois, the, the thermo molding actually is still a part of that process, correct? No, for the no? 3D printing, we don't use anymore the thermo molding process. All right, so we're gonna talk, let's dive into that a little bit. So the N3X, uh, I made an assumption and, and one should never <laughs> assume. Uh, so tell me about, especially when you have the expert who designed the thing sitting in the room, uh, what what does the N3X, how does it differ from other chamois that uh, Elastic Interface has made in the past? Tell me a little bit about the, how the construction differs. Yeah, the, yeah there are big differences uh, because the main target was do not use any more foams first. And, and the main target was to go over the limitation of the, of the foams uh, that are densities 
that has uh, that that are higher permeability features, and uh, and that are the limitation in having uh, the right protection uh, in all the uh, surface of the seat area. So the idea to have a, a new material, a meta material that uh, can give an answer to all these points was the driving uh, of this research that uh, uh, at the end uh, uh, realized the, the 3D printing technology. Because with the 3D printing technology, we have just one material that is a recycled material, so obtained by, by biomass. And with that material, we are able to create the seat area exactly with the lift capacity you want to have in certain point, exactly with the thickness, uh, uh, the dimension, the soft, uh, softness we want to have in, in other points of the seat area, like the, like the edges, for example, and uh, exactly with the transition we want to have. So with the reduced thickness, this is another important feature, we can have a higher support than uh, a normal uh, a normal form. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't no. use uh, anymore any kind of uh, film uh, of glue to laminate the foams. Uh, we don't use anymore the heat transfer process, uh, leaving, uh, for example, the fabric used for the cover or the foam that is still used for the cover absolutely free and pure. So more softness, uh, more elastic, uh, more breathable. And what's important is that it's a zero waste production for us because we use the deposit exactly. of the filament so we only print what we need where we need it and if something goes wrong the insert is not as we want it we can just let's say melt it and put it again in the process so zero waste so Irena's stealing my thunder I was going to talk about that after the break <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we're going to, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, the impact on the environment as well. Yeah. Um, but just bef before we do take a break, uh, I'm looking at, I've only seen this in photos, of course. And it, it, to me, it looks like the 3d printed pads are only a part of the chamois construction. Correct. Mm -hmm. There, there's other parts of the chamois that is not 3d printed, like the cover, for example. Yeah, sure. Correct. It is for now. It is for now. For okay. the moment, we focus it just on the... Uh, production of the inserts uh -huh. and, and that at the moment uh, what what uh, <laughs> what we can obtain at the moment is just a stitch at the padding for example okay so we are not we are not in the in the stage to realize uh, uh, thermal molded paddings with through the insert all right we're going to take a quick break and when we come back uh, i want to talk more about the uh, the construction methods and also uh, what riders will get what what's the benefit of all this so we'll talk about that in just a moment we'll be back with the ruler magazine tech podcast if you're enjoying this podcast get yourself to ruler.cc and subscribe to the magazine beautiful photographs and design and the best cycling writing around and while you're there check out ruler live in london from the 3rd to the 5th of november featuring the world's best brands and on-stage guests, including Tom Bonin and Fabian Cancellara, Demi Vollering, Fred Wright, Cassia Niwadoma, Lachlan Morton, Kelsey Mitchell, Ed Clancy, and many more. Tickets on sale now at ruler.cc. We are back with the Ruler Magazine Tech Podcast. I am still your host, Dan Cavallari. I am still in my garage, and I am still talking with Elastic Interfaces, Irena Lucarelli and Luca Conte, uh, and, and also Tim Jackson, still lurking in the background. Hi, Tim. Hi, I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And we've been talking about uh, 3D printed technology and how that applies to chamois, which is what Elastic Interface does best. Well, it's kind of their that is what they do. <laughs> and so I want to talk more about the construction method. Now, Irina, right before the break, had mentioned that this is uh, an additive uh, process rather than a subtractive process, something like, for, for example, if you are familiar with how CNC machining works, that's a subtractive process. You start with a big block of something, and then you carve, you know, carve it out, and there's a lot of waste. 3D printing is the opposite. It starts at nothing, and then it is printed specifically to... Uh, whatever specs uh, have been designed and entered into the 3D printer. So there's less, there's, al there's almost no waste. There's, there's quite a bit less waste. And uh, Elastic Interface is also using a bio-based material to do this. So in terms of uh, environmental impact, uh, it's, it's definitely a more efficient process. But I am curious, and Irina, uh, Irena and Luca, you, you can choose who to answer this, but I want to talk about the glue because that is something that has been used in the past to bond different layers of the chamois. How, how does that, uh, getting rid of the glue, how does that improve the environmental impact of your chamois? Yeah, the term glue is maybe not correct. We use uh, polyurethane films, so made of the same uh, materials uh, uh, of the foams. And these polyurethane films was used to, uh, to melt uh, uh, on the heat uh, process, uh, different layers of foams and fabrics. So it's not exactly the glue. Um, in this construction, we don't have any kind of this uh, of this material um, because the the, the, the insert uh, is uh, absolutely pure and is uh, inserted uh, inside the stitch of the structure. And this construction uh, allows us to have a, a super high breathability index. So the the, the air permeability is uh, absolutely superior than uh, every other kind of foam because the structure is uh, open in itself, so it's completely open. And the material is also uh, water uh, um, repellent, so it doesn't uh, keep any kind of moisture on water. So it, it dries very, very fast. Mm. Now, 3D printing, uh, if you've ever seen uh, pictures of something that's been 3D printed, it's usually sort of a honeycomb almost looking material uh, or structure, I should say. Uh, and there's different there's different shapes that you can tailor into that. And, and one of the things that Elastic Interface does, they have a proprietary uh, 3D printing uh, process. Tell me a little bit about the, the shape of the 3D printed uh, inserts and what what exactly uh, you are doing to tailor not only the density but the way, but also the way the pad moves with the rider? We, we don't talk anymore about density. <laughs> we talk now about uh, lift capacity. Okay. And okay. we have developed with our engineers uh, a series of uh, structures with different kind of design. And this is the the real uh, uh, focus of our patent about the three printing. So more or less, you can find the honeycomb structure everywhere, especially in the saddle. We also have something like this, but we have also many other structures that are focused by the use we want to have, by the support we want to have. So there is a series of structure platforms uh, we suggest to our customer from where uh, to start to develop a own custom design. And we studied the structure of of these 3D printed uh, inserts uh, by studying the structure of the foam itself. So we studied the cells of the foams with the University of, of Bologna 
and then we applied this structure on the 3D printing. So, and we developed the structure that we wanted. And what's best is that we can control it 100%. If I'm a listener and I'm thinking, okay, so 3D printing is the future of chamois, what, what benefits can I expect when I get on a bike with my 3D printed chamois pad? What benefits am I going to get as a rider? All the breathability. So you have a superior breathability than any other uh, traditional uh, padding. Uh, second, uh, uh, super uh, fast drying of the materials due to the breathability. Third, uh, you expect to have and you have uh, a higher support uh, in terms of lift capacity and in a very long uh, lifetime of the product. This material have a lifetime that is uh, 10 times more than a normal, uh, than a normal foam. And uh, so the support uh, is uh, absolutely uh, important for a certain kind of riders, for endurance riders, or for very performance uh, riders. Then there is uh, a feature concerning the weight of the product itself, that using the, the product you, you feel, uh, so it's lighter than, than a traditional padding. I have two questions. Uh, I suppose I should start with one first. Uh, <laughs> the the breath the breathability and uh, aspect is nice because you know obviously nobody likes feeling like they're sitting on a wet sponge. But is there also an antimicrobial benefit here? Sure, sure. The the, the filament we use has an antibacterial uh, treatment inside, for example, and uh, for sure this kind of feature improve uh, what what you say. Because it's drying out, it's not holding on to that moisture and, and allowing... Think, think that the foam higher is the density, closer is the structure. A foam of uh, 150-120 kilos density or 200 kilo density, they are very, very close. Mm -hmm. So that the, the eye permeability is reduced. Much higher is the density, lower is the eye permeability. This is a fact, uh, something that is... And the same is for uh, some materials like poron or gel that are common used. Uh, we also use in some of our production. Uh, instead, of using the 3D structure, you can have a very high uh, lift capacity, or we can name compared to a super high density form, but with an uh, index of high permeability that is ten times higher than than a foam. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. This was so, the, the challenge, and this is the result. Yeah. Now, what about uh, in terms of product longevity? You said that uh, this product will last, I think you said 10 times longer, or I missed the action. Yeah, we have made some, some tests on the material first, uh, and we have seen the, the reduction of the compression. So the lift capacity after 10,000 cycles is just uh, something like 5%. Mm -hmm. So it has an initial reduction, and then it stabilizes and keep the same uh, Elastic return, so yeah. the same uh, lift capacity in time. Instead, the foam has a gradual uh, but uh, continuous reduction, uh, yeah. and this means that as after several several uses, you, you you lose the support of the foam and you feel it. Your your body weight is packing down the foam and it doesn't exactly. come back up. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, whereas the three D printed material will resist that longer. Exactly. Okay. Now, what about uh, washing your chamois? I mean, will will that affect the structure or the the durability of the 3D printed material? No, if the washing is made uh, in the condition we, we suggest for all of our paddings, not only for the 3D printings, so 30 degrees maximum, uh, 
uh, without any softeners, uh, with neutral soap, uh, no problem at all. It's funny because we do think of 3D printing as, you know, plastic and, and you know, ergo plastic melts, right? But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a silly question to ask. But, yeah, on the same time, we, you know, you're, a lot of con- uh, consumers are making a very expensive purchase here. And it is a big concern, right? Like how long will this last? Will washing affect it? Um, what if I accidentally toss it in the dryer? Will that affect it? Um, so, you know, it, it's just nice to know that those materials are, are resistant to that. Can you can you talk a little bit about the bio-based material that you used? I mean, is it a type of plastic, or what what is that material? It's biomass uh, uh, obtained from vegetables, not for human uh, food, but for uh, animal food. And uh, the eighty-three percent uh, is a TPU. It's is this what? bio-based? Bio-based. Gotcha. This bio-based TPU that we use. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Does that, uh, I mean, in, combine, in combination with other uh, aspects of your manufacturing process, I mean, do you factor in the overall environmental impact of what uh, what it takes to create these chamois? In other words, do you use solar power? Are there other uh, practices in the factory that you use to lower environmental impact? Yeah, we are, since June, since, uh, let's say, the end of June, we are now a benefit corporation, so... Of course, sustainability is part of our strategy and manufacturing in a more sustainable way with a less impact is just one of the of the actions. Um, right now, we are our offices. Uh, we are using renewable uh, energy to to provide uh, the energy to the offices and part of the production as well. So we are already working on that. And of course, we are setting right now more, let's say, objective uh, goals in order to measure and also report uh, in our results, let's say, to be more transparent as well to the consumer. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we're already working on that. We have eco-friendly uh, fabrics and recycled uh, and also recycled uh, the one, a fabric that comes from used uh, tires as well. Foams, yep. um, we're working on right now. We presented this year a bio-based foam as well. So a lot on the product, but also on the governance and human resources actions. Very good. So I have a, 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 um, a, a weird question for you. <laughs> <laughs> So, Go ahead. <laughs> I'm good at those. I'm good at weird questions. I'm a weird guy. Um, so, you know, I, so let's say I get this 3D printed chamois and I've got my fancy 3D printed saddle. I assume you guys have tested that combo. Am I going to get ultra 3D printed benefits? Uh, or <laughs> <laughs> Super weird. Super, th- yeah, super weird. The yeah. combination is really interesting. I also tested mine by myself of the first 3D prototypes so with the 3D printing set. It was a physic, not a specialized one. Yeah, yeah. So to yeah. see <laughs> what happens and making together. Yeah, yeah. I bet it feels amazing. I want, like, I want to try it. <laughs> Wearing nothing. Yeah, we know you want yeah. to try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that I think it would be an awesome combination. But you know, to be yeah. fair, I mean, your your first point of contact as a rider between you and your bike uh, in that area is your chamois pad. So that to me seems even more important, more vital than the 3D printed saddle, uh, because that is that is the main point of contact between your body and and the bike itself. Um, so yeah, you know, the I'm, best the best chamois will make 
marginal saddles feel significantly better. Exactly, exactly. Especially if you're using the right pad for the right application. I mean, I've used uh, road-specific uh, chamois on, on gravel bikes and mountain bikes, and it doesn't work very well. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you probably wouldn't even notice it, though. I mean, you, you would just kind of assume that it's all the same. And I think that's the key takeaway here is that uh, 3D printing not only sort of drives home the point that you can tailor different densities or, excuse me, uh, lift support. Is that what you called it? Uh, Perfect. Yeah, you get it? yeah, it's lift. Yeah. <laughs> lift. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm going with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I forgot what I was saying. Uh, but it's, you know, tailoring not only that uh, that density and that, that performance of, of uh, supporting your body, but also the location. And I think that's a, a very key takeaway is putting the, the right application of foam and, and other support in the right places. And that's something I wanted to go back to. I'm glad you segued into that for us, uh, for me, because that You're welcome. <laughs> earlier earlier in, in the recording, you were talking about there's, there's science involved, mm -hmm. and that's absolutely true. Um, Elastic Interface has had a very long partnership with the University of Padua mm -hmm. and has done countless hours of research, both in the lab and on bikes with all kinds of sensors on riders and saddles and, and, and the chamois. I mean, it's the, when I was learning from them the research that they had done, it was mind-blowing the amount of, of, for lack of a better way of putting it, lab hours that they put in. So the, the, the research is, is definitely more than just, well, this foam should do this, so this will make for a good pad. I mean, there's, there's a lot of actual biomechanics that go into the, the studies that they've done, and it's, it's, it's pretty stellar stuff. For me, for somebody who can, you know, I can spell science, and that's about it. Um, I think it's, it's actually quite interesting to learn that there are people out there who are considering this stuff, and not only considering the science of it, but how it applies specifically to our weird little world of cycling. So I'm pretty grateful for that. Yeah. <laughs> You're uh, welcome. Yeah. Uh, Irena, where can people go to learn more about Elastic Interface? Uh, is there a website? Is there social media? We have our website and there you can find, let's say, a selection of our brand partners as well. It's elasticinterface.com. And then you can find us, of course, in social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And, uh, of course, you can reach out to me uh, directly and ask me questions. And uh, if there are questions that require me to do anything beyond spelling science, I will just pass those on to Luca and Irena. Uh, but you can reach out to me on social media. I'm on Twitter, at SlowGuyFastRide, and on Instagram, at SlowGuyOnTheFastRide, because they're kind and give me more letters. And, of course, you can always reach out to at Ruler Magazine on all social media uh, and go to Ruler.cc. Uh, if you really, if you really like, can't find us anywhere, go to RulerCC. <laughs> thank you, Luca, and thank you, Irena, and thank you even to Tim for being hey. here today. <laughs> even to Tim. Even to thank Tim. you, Dan. <laughs> it's Dan. been a pleasure to chat with you as always. Uh, and for you listening, thank you for listening. I will catch you on the next episode of the Ruler Magazine Tech Podcast. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. 
With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.